Love and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Rishak. I'm here with Dr. Carl Barnes. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Such an honor. Now, you are a motivational speaker and an author. So which one came first? Oh, I would say speaking. I've been, I was raised in church, so I'm used to being in front of people. And then I would actually say my, I uh, just retired my 35-year career in the Navy. And so I did a lot of uh, training. I was an instructor. So a lot of those things came from actually uh, my, my daily job in the military, teaching every day. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. So I know the military gives you a lot of information and a lot of training and lots of areas. Yes. <laughs> I do a lot of veterans on the show, which I'm oh. always proud of having. Oh, thank you. So what led you into writing the book? Your military training, your talking, your church. Well, I actually say, you know, my, my mother be the callous for that. My mother's always encouraged me every time I get with her, talk to her years before I even thought about it. She says, son, are you journaling? Are you writing? And I'm like, okay, all right, there's something to this, but she will always say, are you writing, son? And I like to say that my mother has been callous in terms of encouraging me to journal and write. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing that along the way, but really never put anything in a book format. I saw, you know what, I'll test the waters to see, but what I found is that everywhere I was going, I was telling the same story over and over and over again until there's like a running theme through that. And so my running theme through my books and the things that are upcoming has been a running theme that really epitomized my life. I mean, we find as authors a running theme for anything. It doesn't matter if you're doing fiction or nonfiction, if you're doing journaling or if you're writing a magazine article, something always connects the dots to everything yeah. you're doing. Yes. So I get it. As an author, I get it. As a motivational speaker, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you came out with this book, and this is your first book. No, I got a fourth book that's upcoming to release. As a matter of fact, July the 1st, uh, that'll be the fourth book. That's the one that's called Resilient Selling. I'm a Navy sailor, so Resilient Selling, 10 Lessons to Persevere the Stormy Seas of Life. Mm -hmm. And the other three books were like a devotional book. I did one called The Bounce Back Effect, How to Soar in the Midst of Setbacks. And I call, authored one other book called The Five Strategies to Resilient Living. So you're hearing that theme, resiliency. Mm -hmm. So that's the thread that connects all the books that I've written thus far. Well, as you know, I was married to the military. So <laughs> my ex-husband was military. So I wasn't in the military myself. But what I always hear is, be resilient and overcome that's yes. the thing that was constant throughout everything yes and we find that when your books and I'm, unfortunately i only found one under your author page so hopefully you get that fixed to put the other three on there yes thank you it's okay we find little things that's why i'm like oh i only see one book so i assume and i shouldn't do that because we all know how Amazon is, it doesn't always connect the dots for us. But which book was the first? The first one was a, a co-author with a friend called The Five Strategies to Resilient Living, How to, uh, how to Soar in the Midst of Setbacks. Okay. So you have, what kind of setbacks were you talking about in the book? Uh, setbacks for me personally, uh, my whole life is about setback. But if you like, I can get that, show you that. So basically, I'll get five strategies. Uh, and what we did, we divide them up. The five strategies 
really how to turn your pain into purpose. And um, those strategies are the following. Uh, the first strategy said, everything is a mindset. Where's your, where's your mind? Because we know the mind can go into diverse places. That's one strategy. Uh, strategy number two says, having exposure, exposure is everything. And I'll actually say that me being in the military gave me a lot of exposure. I'm from the dirt roads of North Carolina. So I wasn't surrounded by a whole lot of stuff. All I knew, I wanted to leave the dirt road. I want to travel the world and get an education. Mm -hmm. And the other strategy was that, change your circle. Who are you hanging around with? You know, you saw with the egos, they said be with chickens. So I found out that your, uh, your circle and who you're hanging with, someone said, you could tell a person about the five people that they associate with. And then one of the other strategies was how to be intentional. John Maxwell had the book that I love and I recommend is be intentional. I found that if you're not intentional about life's direction, you end up being on the wrong course in a lot of places. And then the other one is um, attitude of gratitude. That is another one of my favorite things. Because if you have a right attitude and it's of gratitude, every little thing we can find something to be grateful for. You know, as a mindset coach myself, I say this all the time, is what is your mindset? Are you sitting on the couch with your potatoes complaining <laughs> about your day? Or are you coming home, decompressing, and trying to figure out how to make your day better? Exactly. Yep. I I'm do this. That. <laughs> it, it is. We how many times, and I was guilty of this in my 20s. Come home, I'm working a dead end job. I don't know what I want to do with my life. All I know I was I'm stuck. So what I do, grab potato chips, sit on the couch, watch TV, and complain. Well, you change your mindset to okay, my job sucks. How can I find a better one? Exactly. It's just how you think. And you takes what, 10 seconds in the morning to decide if you're going to have a good day or a bad day before you even get out of bed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we do this and it's overcoming just getting out of bed sometimes. That's correct. So your second, so that's your book that you did with your co-author. Yes, that was the first one. First book you did by yourself. The first one by myself was called the um, <clears throat> my 21 day devotional nuggets, uh, resilient living. And what it is, it says 21 days of devotional. So I offer my favorite quotes and my favorite Bible scriptures, mm -hmm. and then I allow them a uh, space to write in because I found out the way you start your day is a devotional break, just 21 days. And so what it was is just going through 21 days of, for example, my first 20, first day of the 21 day says the following. Uh, for example, it says, uh, the, I call them devotional uh, gold nugget number four. I quote this thing from Stemmy Graham, and then I go into a, um, a Bible scripture, and then I say, what is your takeaway nugget from this? And then I allow them um, a page to write down, what is your, ta your takeaway from the golden nugget from my 21-day devotional? Encouraging journaling. Exactly. Inside <laughs> of your book. Yes. And you know what, Melissa, that's what I've done with all my books. I didn't realize that every one of the books has space to journal. I don't know what it is about that, but I like doing that because all the books I buy that I can't write in, I'm in that writing in the corner, you know, all scribbling. So what I've done, all my books going forward is allow a page, and I thank you for bringing it up, to journal. What are you getting from this? What are your mindset from that? So I love it that you bring it up. Thank you so much. No, no, no. Because, okay, any self-help book out there, it doesn't matter if it's motivational, devotional, whatever it is. Every self-help book out there, you have pages and pages and pages to read. Then your 
you have to find a computer or notebook or something to write in because now you're trying to take down notes. You don't want to write in the book because then you're a book uh, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I'm thankful for the books that have a place to write it. You Thank know? you. Yes, yes. This is important. All my self-help authors out there, if you're listening to this, do this. Let us write in your books. <laughs> Thank you so much because I, I just found out why am I doing this? And I said, I want to do that because I'm like you. I always want to write in the book, but it's no space. So everyone, um, I leave a page. As a matter of fact, I'm already starting on a journal from the, uh, the new book coming out in July about the resilient selling. And each chapter, as I go into uh, what is a treasure for your life? Well, the covers are about a treasure chest. So I want to do daily treasure chest that you're going to be reminded. Okay, what was your daily treasure up to life to day one, starting January the 1st, all through the first of the year? And I got that because I thought about it. It's like, you know, it's just something. So, you know, like I said, attitude of gratitude. Everything you do is something grateful. I think you have a gratitude journal, but mine is just being thankful and a treasure. So we all have those hidden treasures, I believe, inside of us. So what was your hidden treasure for today? Right. I was working with two other authors in 2020 of journaling from different points of view, from uh, a retiree, a, a mother who's homeschooling her children and myself. All three of us are different ages. All three of us are in different time zones. So we're working on this journal together and we're just going back through it. And we see the little nuggets from each day from 2020. If you believe 2020 was a great year, you know, you have to find the takeaway from it. Exactly. How much time did we have with our family? How much time did we have to go back to school online? How much time did we have to do something other than sit on the couch with our potato chips? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you can find something positive every day. Every do we stay in the negative? Or do we go and hold on to that one positive thing? And this all comes back to mindset. Exactly. We all have a choice. And I think the mindset says so much because I even work my mother, you know, as she takes care of her 95-year-old mother who's, you know, her mind is just slipped away. And, um, you know, how, and people say, how does she do that? Well, my mother, you know, it's just so emotional. I see her do this, but somebody said that who would ever think you'd be raising your parents and to watch her do this for my mother who doesn't know who she is at times. And when I went home a couple of weeks ago to see her, you know, tirelessly and effortlessly just giving all of her energy and strength to help her mother says a lot to me because she don't focus on what's going on with her. She focuses on how to make her, her latter years better. Yeah. I, I have my mother taking care of my grandmother and I take care of my mother mm. and we all live in the same house. So it gets really crazy, really quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because you have the elderly, almost 90-year-old, who is, in a lot of ways, a child. Yes. Then you have my mother, who's in her 60s, you know, retired. And she's trying to help her mother, who's now the child. So you don't think of it as taking care of a parent. You're taking care of an adult child at that point. Exactly. Yes. That is so true. It is. I, I, we raise our parents after a certain age. Yes. And I was just, there was an intern gave it to me the other day on a Zoom with some friends of mine that's retirees. Like, I never thought my job description said I'd be raising my parents. <laughs> yeah. It happens though. This is the circle of life that we 
are meant to do. It's not put our parent into a nursing home and let someone else do it. It's for us to take care of our parents as they took care of us. Exactly. Yes. At least that's what it's meant to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your first three books and your next one comes out in just a few days. And this is Aaron. Yeah. Aaron on the 29th. So, I mean, it's really, really close to being your new release. So yes. do you have a pre-copy of the book? All I have is the manuscript. And today uh, we're getting the final uh, cover of the book uh, finalized, the back cover and all that. So that's what's taking place right now. Because we know launch day is July the 1st. Like, oh my God. So, you know, everybody's on pins and needles, me trying to get everything done. So I'm just patiently waiting, getting my right to mindset for this new book. Yeah, you're cutting it really close. I was a publisher. I'm like, I tell everyone I need two weeks before release date. So you're like, I would be on pins and noodles and be on OCD. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, that's happening. So I'm learning to take a deep breath. Okay, step back. It's like, okay, they said they got this. So, okay, so, all right. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm laughing. And at the same time, I'm pins and needles. Like, okay, everything's supposed to explode on social media release. Like, okay, they got this. Let me step out of this. Because my first few books, I didn't have this type of exposure mm -hmm. and, you know, things of this nature. So this is a whole new, with a whole new publisher, all this taking place. So it is really putting me in a place of... Uh, humility. So as a going through a new publisher, do you see that running your book is almost like running a business with marketing? You know what? You just spot on. Absolutely. I'm finding a lot of business savviness that I didn't know before. Maybe I was naive to it, but I'm learning a whole different arena of the publishing part of it now. I mean, almost a year's work, the work right now, but they said, somebody said it's almost like a full-time job because there are things to do all the time and things to submit all the time. So, I mean, fifth re revision, third revision, like how many revisions can you find trying to find mistakes? But it's part of the process. So I've learned so much with my new publisher and I'm grateful for that, but it has been a journey. So you have your marketing and <laughs> this is what people don't understand. Being an author is running a small business. Instead of having a pizza, that you're selling, you're selling a book. Yes. So your author is your brand. Yes. And your product is your book. Yes. So now you have your marketing, which includes promotionals. So mm -hmm. you have, instead of coupons, you do an ad or something like yes. doing a podcast. Then you have your advertising. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Book signings. I mean, it's all different, but it all links together. It does. And it's been an eye-opening experience for me, too, because as you said, all the things you said, I'm just saying, absolutely. You know, podcasts, I don't know how many podcasts I've done, podcasts that's lined up. And, you know, I mean, it's been really phenomenal, but I'm learning a whole different side because this is part of, like, it's a business. Right. And with all businesses, you have income coming in and income going out. Why? Because a lot of things that you have to do, you have to pay for. Yes, out of your own pocket. And they say it's an investment. So if I believe in my product, so am I willing to invest in myself? And that's something I really, really, you know, struggle with. But I found out this is investing in my future. So if I'm willing to invest in myself, it's a good thing. Exactly. And as a mindset coach, you get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get yes. It. 
Thank you. I like that. That motivation connects. <laughs> that connection came there. You're absolutely right. So my whole mindset did have to shift because looking at the marketing, this is a business. It's almost like a full-time job. It is. And you know what? You just hit it. It's a mindset. So my mindset had to shift mm-hmm. looking at the business savviness of this, which I was lacking, but I learned so much in my research and all this. So thank you. It really helps. Thank you. <laughs> reinforcement. <laughs> it is a positive reinforcement. You have to have the mindset to succeed. You have to have a mindset. Am I investing in myself? Exactly. And then that, because you don't look at it as dollars anymore, it's like, this is all part of investment. Because I'm saying, oh my God, all this money, like I, professional headshots and, you know, this and that. It's like, it's investment in me. So, you know what? Pay now or play later or whatever you want to say. But I realized that this is an investment in my dream. And the dream means that, okay, you believe so much yourself that you sacrifice. It is. And you probably add this into another book as soon as you. <laughs> thank you for speaking it prophetically i like that because i have thought about that like the journal i'm already working on the journal to come right after this and i you know through this whole book process it's like wow because i'm the kind of person doing a course tonight i get up at two o'clock in the morning my mother said do you have a pad by your bed because i found out why because if i don't write it then when i wake up it's gone your creative juices started flowing like oh my god let me get up now and write this down and the next morning it's like i don't even know what i thought about but when i Get up that time of the morning, as she said, get your pen and paper. I used to have a mic, uh, a recorder by the bed because I've written four songs, woo, probably 30, 40 years ago that came out of my sleep. And I woke up and I, I wrote them down and I, I went to a workshop one time and I have not done anything with them, but I still remember the song. So maybe one day I'll record. <laughs> it all ties in though. If, if they're, you know, mindset or whatever you're doing, you can tie it into your book. Yes. Or add a audio into, make an audio book and add your song to it. You know what? Thank you. Because I like music playing in the background. Like I love my Chopin. I love, I love classical music. Sometimes when I'm getting in my zone, I put, cut everything out and I just listen to nice, soft music, waterfalls, something nature. And I just get in the mindset, okay, this is creative moment now. I have to stop and pause. Yes. I mean... Okay, I do music all the time. I have my Chopin, I have my Bach, I have my Beethoven. You know, it depends on what music I'm trying to get my mind to relax to. Because listening to hip hop and rap is great if I'm doing jazzercise. Mm-hmm. Not great for trying to get creative juices going. <laughs> exactly, because once it starts flowing, I, sometimes I just I'm learning another thing: learning to be still. And I think Robin Sharma says the best. He just when he goes away for months at a time to write his book he just released this new book out he said it's been almost a year and it's like now I'm, i can relax i can go bike riding because he puts so much energy into this new books because i've been following him along with other people so i have a nice quiet place in my house and i said this is quiet zone this is creative zone so i learned to build in creative time in my schedule because this is the time when i think and i, I guess i've been doing a lot of that for years didn't know that I'm a very innovative person. I love to think outside the box and like, and I love it. So I have scraps of papers and stickies all over the place. You should see it here, but these are thoughts that come to mind. So I just write them down, stick them here, stick them there because I know it's going to all come together for that next big project. So I'm waiting for it. And, and that's the entrepreneur. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's not just, you're no longer in the author world. Now you're into the author entrepreneurial entrepreneur world yes. and it ties together because a lot of 
people don't make this connection. An author has the entrepreneur mindset is just tapping into it. Once you figure out your book is your product, your brand, now you can go into the entrepreneur mindset and figure out how to run the business aspect. You're so spot on there because I'm thinking about, I've thought about t-shirts, online courses, like I could turn up this book into an online course because I'll throw the blank pages and, and I'm watching, I said, you know what? And this is how my mind's like, wow, I'm already thinking the next level to come to this. Okay, a course, you know, a workshop. And I said, this is what I, I love. It's like, you can tell my energy is just elevated to another level because it's not just a book, it's a product, it's a brand. And there's mm-hmm. so many tears to this brand that sometimes it just blows my mind away. It's like, okay, mm, I see this. I'm a one-person team now, but at the while I'm thinking about a virtual assistant. I'm gonna need somebody to help do this and that. So it's like I, I read a, I did a uh, webinar the other night, and I think one segment said, "Are you ready for the avalanche? You plan all this stuff, but the, w- w- it's gonna come. Are you ready for when it hits the fan? You have all this in place and this in place. Well, I've started, but are you ready, basically, for success? And it's yeah. nothing to be fearful of, but you don't know what happens. But it's better have a, a plan in place than not have the uh, something come up is like, I'm not ready for this. That's the wrong answer. No, get ready for it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I started a business plan last year or actually a year before last. Turned it into a different business plan, broke it down into four different business plans. Wow. And now we have a trifecta effect going on with all the businesses hitting at one time. So it's not that you're not ready. It's, are you ready for when uh, they all come together at one time instead of, you want to stagger something because I'm one of those people. I don't want to have A, B, and C happening all at once. I want to have a stagger effect. Life says, no, you're doing it all now. (laughs) Yes, that is so true. Thank you. Very, very well put. Yes, exactly. And that's how we do it when we're entrepreneurs. We have to plan we have to go to that next step we have to have okay i need an assistant i need an assistant for my assistant i need you know all these things wrote down because when it hits when your brand takes off and i'm talking to my authors as well when your book takes off you have to be ready for that success so true and i'm think i think about it so often because i think well, I know a lot of my military training going, you know, 35 years, I've learned so much and everything is very strategic, intentional, because you know what, they're going into deployments and each level when I was department head or in charge of this group of people, everything had a timeline. It's like, I'm finding a lot of that training coming together now to make sense, especially because uh, time is a pet peeve of mine when like we're on, on time today because time is money, time is valuable. And so when I do meetings, like people say, so what's going on with you? That I still have the mindset, if you're late, if you're on time, you're late. So I'm still there because I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So I try to respect time. But some people don't get it. And that severe mindset, they say, well, you, you're not the military. It's like, no, I've learned a lot of things that have helped me along the way to be a little more cautious and on top of things and to let things just slip through the cracks. Not saying it's going to be perfect, but at least I can plan it. Yeah. See, I did the same thing. I'm a military brat. I was married to a military. So if you're on time, you're late. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. <laughs> yes. And if yes. you're not in the military, that makes totally not any sense. Yeah. But it does make sense if you have the military connection. Exactly. Most of my friends understand that. And my, uh, my circle of retirees, we talk about that. But, and that's what helped too, because we have the same mindset and they understand it. 
Yes. You have to have people in your inner circle that has the same mindset as you. And if you have a negative circle, you have a negative mindset. If you have a positive circle, you have a positive mindset. Yes. If you want to get to a positive mindset, change your circle. <laughs> change your circle. <laughs> and that's what it is. So I find myself having, you know, I always say my, my one hand, five fingers, I probably have very few friends, maybe a lot of acquaintances, but I found out everybody's not my friend because we're not mm-hmm. on the same level. You know, we're not in the same mindset in terms of where I want to go. They still want to be here. I'm trying to go there. So mm-hmm. I listen a lot. And yes. I, you know, pick and choose, okay, this person, I'm figuring too much negative energy from them. I can't be around them too long because after a while it saps your joy, your mm-hmm. energy, and I don't want that. So I want to surround myself that's like-minded with entrepreneurs, authors, and people trying to go to another level. As a matter of fact, I'm doing webinars every day, something to be positive to listen to, or my uh, mastermind groups and class that we all have the same mindset, what we want to do and what we want to go in life. And this ties into the July issue, A Trainpreneur. We are talking about mindset during the entire issue of the magazine. Okay. And we're doing all this. And this is very serendipitous. Everything we're talking about today is pretty much what we're talking about in the magazine. It's just coinciding. And this wasn't planned this way. (laughs) It's not interesting. Oh my, they said nothing is a coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're just going over uh, the article I wrote for the magazine last night. And it's almost verbatim what we're talking about me and you today. Wow. And it's very serendipitous. I mean, I didn't know until five minutes ago, you know, how this is going to play out today. So, I didn't need it. As a matter of fact, I had missed the email and I was like, oh my God, because I it was in a spreadsheet about the marketing plan. I saw your name. It's like, this is around the corner. I said, I didn't plug in. So the way we connected today, because I, you know, having all these calendars around me, not an assistant, I was scrolling through and it's like, oh my God, that's when I reached out to you. He's like, I hope I didn't miss it. But serendipitous, look, here we are today. Yes. I, I think everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. We have to find the reason, but Absolutely. everything happens for a reason. Yes. When yes. you have a positive mindset, the universe automatically puts positive people in your path. Oh, absolutely. And I find it to be so very true along the way in my career that people that always say, be careful how you treat people because you never know down the road where they're going to be at. And I find out today that they're in positions of authority and like, oh my, he said, how do you know this person? Well, okay. I, I met them a long time ago and I stay connected with them. You know, that phone call or send an email. Like when I retired, I had a big ceremony and everybody say, how did you know this four stars? Like, I used to work with him. He was like family to me. He and his wife embraced me so much. So they were there for me. All these other people, they were high level. They said, how do you know these people? Because they befriended me and I befriended them. And we just stay connected all through the years. And I, that's why I tell you, be careful who you talk to, how you talk to them and how you treat them. Because you never know when they might be a part of your life again. This is what I try to teach my daughter through school is always be nice and helpful. If you're not being nice and helpful, then... 20 years from now, that person that you weren't being nice and helpful yes. to is now a CEO of a company you want to work for. Exactly. They're going to remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I introduced, uh, I had a webinar with our, our transition assistance team. And on the board, I had to uh, find a speaker. So a friend of mine I met in Japan, probably 2007 to 8. 
she was like a GS-12. She was a, a reservist in the Air Force and she was an IT specialist. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forwarding 20 some years later or 15 years later, I meet her in DC, she become an SES. And now a week later, she just got promoted as the director, which is like a two-star equivalent in the Air Force. And they say, oh my God. So she became my, my guest speaker last week. Tell her story going from E1 to a two-star equivalent as a civilian in the military that she went in as an E1 from a little road in Louisiana. But now she's gone from here to here. And I've kept in contact with her. And she was just so transparent as she did our webinar about trans. It was her lessons learned. Yeah. along the way. And I said, wow, we all have lessons learned. And she shared them with us. I love having talking to my speakers that I stay in touch with. I have one that went from a homeless child in Galveston, Texas, mm. to a being a multimillionaire CEO of his own company. And he's one of my closest friends. And people really? Felt, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how do you know him? Well, we met a few years ago by accident or Nothing happens by accident, but, <laughs> yes. you know, he was put in my path. We have stayed together and I'm within his network for, you know, whatever we need, we network off of each other. That's a beautiful story. And then the um, beginning of my story, I think what catches everybody's attention, you're looking at somebody who was almost aborted. My mother was on the way to have a, an abortion and the voice of God told her, don't do this. And I'm here today because she listens to that voice and she didn't abort me. And here I am today on my fourth book, retired out of the United States Navy, 35 years, coming from the dirt road of North Carolina. I went in with no education. And five degrees later, when the system says no, and I reversed that around and say, you know, I won't take no for an answer. And I'm here today not to brag about it that, but the Navy paid for my education. I was able to leave the dirt road, travel the world, see the world, because my mother decided to keep me. Yeah, I mean, we have to listen to the voice in our head. We have to go, I'm not taking no for an answer. Okay, the no for you means I don't need to work with you. I need to find the yes somewhere over here. Yes. And the military does pay so for so many educations, both for the military person as well as the kids. And yes, absolutely. All that, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. so it's <laughs> never a no. It just means I need to go somewhere else. Exactly, delayed, yes. But it was so wonderful talking to you today. You Where too. Can yes. our, our viewers and our listeners find you? They can find me. Um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So LinkedIn is just Dr. Carl Barnes. Uh, Facebook, just put in Carl Barnes. And um, Instagram, Dr. Dr. Underscore CMB. CMB. Okay. Dr. Underscore CMB. Now, where is your website at? My website, uh, as we speak right now, uh, that's publisher has that. I don't have it with me, but um, they can type in uh, carlbarnes.org. Uh, but right now, that's a good question, but my, uh, I'm waiting for all of that. I should have it in front of me, but I didn't know. But she did give me the website, but we have not seen it's launching the 1st of July. Okay. So more to follow with that, and I'm so sorry for that. But you can always uh, go to uh, my Gmail. You can call, uh, get a hold of me at carl.m.barnes at gmail carl.m.barnes at gmail.com. They can reach me via that email. See, I, I will always call people out when they don't have a website because it's marketing 101. Yeah. If you don't have a website, I can't find you. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but this is part of the training. So thank you so much. It's, uh, it's uh, attitude of gratitude. Uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with you today. So just more things I have to put on and add to, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much. Well, see, we learn through our talking to other people. Yes. Not everyone has all the answers. One person may have some answers that you don't even know you had a question for. You know what? I know, and I've, I've done so many impromptu podcasts, like I did one two weeks ago, and she didn't know. I'm not going to tell you what it is, no script. You, I want you to come from the heart, not here. And it, I, oh my gosh, like everything was like, what do I say? So come from the heart. I feel like people want to be authentic and transparent. Just come from the heart. Exactly. I mean, that's one thing. I can't do a scripted show. I, I, I tried it. It doesn't work for me. And it's not authentic. I want authentic. I want that connection to my guests that I have here today. And yes. I want that connection to my readers, for my listeners, for my viewers. I want that connect with you. Thank you so much. I felt the connection because we really connected on a lot of topics that, you know, moving forward. I like this and I appreciate your time, taking time to um, interview me today on this podcast. Thank it you. It was wonderful fun. And yes. Feel free to come back on when you write the next book. I would love to. I would like to do that. Thank you so much. And uh, all those in the audience, I appreciate you taking time to listen as well. So just be more, uh, stand by for more, stand by to stand by for more to come out from me. <laughs> and for all our readers and our listeners, happy reading.